Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas here, joining you with another amazing, incredible, wonderful, godly guest, Charles Robinette. Charles, how are you today? It's such a pleasure to have you. Oh my goodness. What an honor to be with you, Dallas. I feel so humbled to be here. And I was just saying before we started recording, I just love this partnership of faith. I'm so thankful for the way that God is bringing this kingdom alignment of people who have kingdom vision and kingdom hunger. And, you know, if all of your viewers knew how amazing this connection is and how it had to be God, Oh my goodness. I just, I love what God does. So Me too. honored I to be here with you, sir. Very quickly, like you have been traveling in other nations doing ministry and yes, I sir. have been to some of the similar countries that you have been in. And yes, I look, I'm currently in Brazil. You've spent some time in Brazil and frequently yes, do spend time in Brazil too. And so God is yes, good. Sir. God is good. It's, it's all just the time. Amazing how he uses technology to bring people together. Yes, and sir. It's Amen. That, it's just that amazing. It, it's so simple. God brings us together, and I think he has wonderful plans. And like you said, God is moving in 2023. It's so obvious to see around the world where God is just moving in different areas, and I want to be a part of it. Yeah, amen. And I don't think you're the only one, Brother Dallas. I think that there's this incredible, growing hunger for the things of God. And I think this Asbury University campus thing, you know, we we're, we always talk about Asbury. Now every, that's the biggest, you know, hashtag Asbury University. Everybody's, everybody's doing that. But the reality is that is a sign of the coming of the Lord. And it's not just what's happening on that campus is not just happening there. I, I just got a report that on 20 other college campuses across North America, they're experiencing these crowds of thousands of people that are coming together like you and I, like mm-hmm. your viewers and saying, my goodness, we just want to tap into the kingdom. They're praying, they're repenting and people are getting the Holy Ghost. I mean, standing on these college campuses that are, I mean, notorious for being anti-God, but now they're they're having these explosions of the kingdom of God all across North America, and it's not exclusive to North America. It's happening globally. It's happening in Brazil. It's happening in mm-hmm. Australia and Samoa and Thailand, and this God promise, this whole Joel chapter 2 and verse 23, you know, in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. That's happening right now. You're yeah. right, Brother Dallas. This is a I was I was getting worried. Moment. I was getting worried because I thought we were losing the young people because of TikTok no. and all the social media stuff. I was losing hope. But God yeah. has his hand on the young people. He wants them. Yeah. He wants the young people. He's reaching out. Man, hey, it's so encouraging. Three months ago, 
Yeah. Yeah. Three months ago, I was invited to, to minister at this um, uh, campus ministry international conference in Memphis, Tennessee. And I show up there and really, to be honest with your friend, I probably had the same feeling you did. I was showing up at this campus and I was thinking, man, these guys are going to be really, you know, not inspiring, not exciting. I'm going to be exhausting myself trying to spark a fire in a bunch of wet wood. And I show up at this meeting where there are hundreds upon hundreds of these hyphen age college students that are not given to this, what we have been deceived into thinking this generation is about. They're not given to this laziness, complacency. Mm -hmm. There's this growing passion, hunger, desire for the kingdom of God. And friend, if I would be totally honest with you, I, I had to force myself to preach because they were chomping at the bit to just get in the spirit. And I had to rein them in just to preach the word of God a little bit before they exploded. And I remember in those three days of meetings with those college students, hundreds of college students, where kids were just getting the Holy Ghost all over. I remember these kids, they, they were prophesying. Friend, before Asbury University happened, I'm standing in a meeting with hundreds of students that are prophesying, saying, this is going to happen on our college campus. God's going to give us a revival. There's going to be an outpouring of the Spirit. People are going to get the Holy Ghost. These students are prophesying this. This generation, like you said, Brother Dallas, they are lit. They are hungry. They are desperate. They are chomping at the bit. And the reality is, if we're not careful, we're going to get run over by this generation yeah. because they are on fire. And friend, I don't want to get run over. I'm trying to run with these stallions. And yeah. man, they yeah. are. This is a great generation. This is the generation that's going to see the Lord. And I believe that. I believe the Lord's coming back soon. And I believe this generation is the catalyst. They are the spark that's going to lead us to that end time revival that God promised. And so here we are. It's not coming. It's happening. Let's do yeah. it. Oh, man. I heard some teachings that were saying that the the current, I don't, I don't know how to word it correctly because it was something that I heard from someone. They said that the current structure that we have can't contain what's coming of the no. young people. The, the, the new no. fire, the new hunger that the young people have, we yeah. don't have a container for them. We don't have a, no. a formula for them. No. They don't want the formula that we have. They yeah. want a different one. Yeah. They want the Lord. And, and man, oh. Well, well, and the I'm reality, not, Brother Dallas, I'm no, I'm pumped too. I've been, all morning, I've been feeling, I just felt like this was going to be a moment where God was going to yes. allow us, you and I, to communicate kingdom vision to his mm. kingdom. And so I'm pumped about this. I, I was just, I came in my office today and I sat down and I opened up the Bible to Joel chapter two. And, and there's such an amazing revelatory statement here, which I believe we're seeing right now, dear brother. But he said in Joel chapter two and verse 23, he told the, the people, he said, be glad then you children of Zion, rejoice in the Lord, your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately. So we've seen small things in the past is what he said. It's been, it's been a little here and a little there, but he goes on to say, but he's going to cause to come down for you the rain the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And then he said, your floors are going to be full of wheat. This is what God said. He said, in these last days, he said, I'm going to give you not just a little bit of revival, but it's going to be rain, former rain, latter rain, 
all piled together and there's going to be a generation that's running wild and i don't mean wild out of control i mean wild by the power of the spirit that god is going to direct a generation to produce that revelation 79 revival the bible said that at the coming of the lord when that trumpet sounds and we're standing before the lord in those last days the bible says that that crowd that's going to be there in revelation 79 is innumerable that means it is beyond number that the revival that god is going to give his church is the devil's a liar it's not going to be small we're not going to be staggering through the pearly gates we are going to be these these powerful apostolic warriors that come through that when the trumpet sounds the devil's gonna thought he he won and we're gonna there's gonna be this innumerable crowd and he's gonna be like what did i get Mm -hmm. wrong because this generation this generation is saying man we're not going to do anything small we're going to have the biggest revivals the biggest prayer meetings the biggest churches we're going to have the biggest citywide explosions of of the word of god i believe this generation is the greatest generation ever i i really do i am watching them and you know my pastor said something to me years ago he said charles he said the best thing that could ever happen is that you stand on my shoulders, see further, and do more. I am not intimidated by this generation, Brother Dallas. I want them to see more than I've ever seen, do more than I've ever done, go further than I've ever been. I want to be watching them, maybe not from afar off, but right in the midst yeah. of them. I want to be watching this generation be apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers and operating in the gifts of the spirit like the word of god said so that we can see joel chapter 2 and acts chapter 2 and revelation 7 and 9 come to pass before our very eyes and and brother we are seeing it now and isn't it interesting how the enemy tried so hard to misidentify this generation yes Yes, it's a spirit of deception, Brother Dallas. It's the way that the devil, you know, we always think that the devil is big and bad, but he's got the same bag of tricks. He has literally been using the same tricks since the beginning. And for whatever reason, we act like his tricks are new. We act like his tricks are something special. He's getting better at his job. No, he's not. He is the same joker he's always been. And the reality is, it's just a spirit of deception. And if we would just embrace the truth, if we would just open up the word of God and say, nah, nah, this guy's not got anything on us. And we would just jump into his word. My goodness, this the reality of the hour is exactly what you said, Brother Dallas. These people have been misidentified. They are the greatest warriors, the greatest preachers, the greatest musicians, the our this generation friend that is coming up right now is the most gifted talented and and to me that's all secondary to the greatest thing that we should identify them as they are the greatest anointed generation i've ever seen and so yes they're gifted yes they have talents but they are not resting on those they are anointed of the lord and that's why college campuses are turning upside down i mean let's be honest brother dallas if you have watched any of the asbury university services I would not say that that was the best music I've ever heard in my life. I said that in one of our previous podcasts as well. Like, right. yes, I what's going agree. on? 
It's yeah. not, that's not what's drawing people. It is yeah. the anointing. It is the mm-hmm. spirit of the Lord that's drawing people. And they don't care whether they're singing good or whether their gifting's great. They are mm-hmm. literally just calling on the Lord. And when they call upon the Lord, they're getting this revelation of the truth. And people are getting filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking with other tongues by the thousands, Brother Dallas, by the thousands on these these humanistic universities that have always been anti-God. It's yeah. not talent. Yeah. It's not these there this 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 human abilities that's causing this demonstration of the spirit and the power. It is literally the anointing of the Lord, the hunger of this generation, and a desire for truth that is leading them into this, well, the promise of God, the Joel chapter two promise of God. And for a place for me where I grew up in the church for most of my life, I grew up in the church. Yes, sir. As I went to university, I fell away completely. I was falling away before, yes, sir. but college is a place where children go to leave their faith. And now it's a Think place where it. they can go and build their faith, the place where they can meet Jesus, radically transform their life, cut the things off from the oh, world, and live goodness. holy and righteous. Like, come on, Lord, let's go. It is amazing. Well, and you know, think about it, Brother Dallas. What's to me even more amazing is these young people are getting the Holy Ghost, okay, which is the spirit of Christ inside of them. They're getting the spirit of truth. And in the midst of this, they're getting this revelation of this mighty God in Christ. They're being baptized by, I mean, big groups of people are being baptized in Jesus name on these college campuses. And here's what's happening. They're not just going back to their old lives, brother Dallas. You just said it. They are becoming disciples of Christ. How do I know that? Because they're going and telling more people what's happened to them. And then all of a sudden, we're looking at crowds of 10,000 and 20,000 people standing on college campuses, unable to get into chapels that are saying, if we can't get in, bring it outside. And outside, these young people are becoming disciples of Christ. They're preaching the word. They're teaching the word. They're giving what they, such as I have, give I unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. They are literally, pre, they're becoming the Peter of this generation. They are preaching to the lame man standing yeah. at the gate, beautiful. And people are saying, I can't get in the chapel. Bring the chapel to me. I don't, I'm going to tell you right now, brother, I am, I'm lit. I'm on fire about this. This generation is the coolest generation, the most exciting generation, the hungriest generation. And you said it, they're not settling to just have an experience. They want to be disciples. They want to walk holy lives. They want the fullness of the truth. They're not looking for just an experience. They want a relationship with God that's deeper yeah. than any religion, mm. any organization, or and any institution can Because offer. today when we yes. go into a church, when we go into a, a big name church, let's say a global church in the U.S., yes. what do they give you? Yes. An experience. They give you an experience. I want to be discipled. I want to follow Jesus Christ himself. I don't want yes. this other stuff. Yes. Praise God for that. Yes. That's Praise God too. for that. That's a trap too. Yes. Well, mm. you know, and we've always thought about it. You know, for some reason, we have this institutional mindset, which I also think is a spirit of deception. And I'm not saying organizations are bad. I think the fellowship of believers is very good. I think having a 
a united vision and a united goal and united resources and and the ability to work together in the partnership of faith to accomplish kingdom things is a great great kingdom asset in the last days of the church but to be very transparent the institution and the organization is not the church that is a man-made um facilitator of the kingdom i believe it's a facilitator of the kingdom but jesus said i will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against Mm -hmm. it so the church is much more global than the institution and the organization you know seems to to allow us to realize at times and so we have to be careful that in our in these last days that we don't become institutionalized but we become the kingdom let's become the kingdom let's let's guys like brother dallas and and charles get together and they're working in two separate institutions but they realize something is drawing them into the partnership of faith to accomplish something that's bigger than an organization and bigger than an institution it is the king come on yes Yes, Brother Dallas, this is not a denomination. This is the kingdom of God. What God is going to do in these last days is a multicultural, multigenerational, multilingual. And guess what, Brother Dallas? It's going to be a multi-organizational revival that bypasses any religions, any ideology, any, any institutions. It's going to be God that gets the glory in the last days. And there's going to be millions, brother millions of disciples that go near and far carrying the gospel from an experience that they got on college campuses that they got on airplanes that they got it's going to be the greatest revival this world has ever seen and brother dallas i believe we're going to see billions added to the church billions are going to repent of their sins billions are going to be filled with the gift of the holy ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues and billions are going to be baptized in jesus name in these last days and guess what that's not a shock because joel prophesied it in joel chapter 2 and the end of that prophecy is revealed in revelation 7 and 9 an innumerable host of people gathered together who have walked with him and known him and loved his truth and friend i want to be a part of that gathering in the air I don't want to miss it. I'm not going to be standing afar off like the sons of the prophets who knew what was going to happen, when it was going to happen, and how it was going to happen. And yet somebody else was there instead of them. I'm not doing it. I'm going to be there, brother. I'm going to connect with people like you. I'm going to connect with people. Anybody that loves what God loves and wants to do what God wants to do and wants to see what God wants, I'm going to be friends with those people. I want to connect with them for a great global harvest. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Are you looking for a place to share your faith where people will listen? Facebook was created with the intention of spreading the gospel and igniting a passion in you to fulfill the Great Commission in our digital age. Their challenge for you is to step out of the mold of non-scriptural practices, reevaluate the state of Christianity today, and recommit yourself to the uncompromised Word of God. Find more information by searching www.facebook.ltd. That is www.faithbook.ltd. Holy Reads brings you the best of Christian publishing in a fraction of the time. 
Life-changing summaries in 20 minutes. Each summary is designed so that you can read it in 20 minutes or less. Read, listen, or watch. All summaries come in written, audiobook, and video formats. Get the main ideas of hundreds of bestsellers. New summaries are added daily. Find more information at holyreads.com. That is H-O-L-Y-R-E-A-D-S dot com. Well, Charles, I want to introduce you one more time because we are rolling here 100 <laughs> miles per hour here. We are moving. We are moving. Yeah. We are moving. We are moving. Man. So with this, you are. it, it only takes a few minutes to hear from you that yes, you sir. have written a book called Radically Apostolic, <laughs> The yes, Reality, sir, the have. Journey, and the Reward of the Call of God. You just have yes, this sir. passion. You have it. Yes, you sir. are radically apostolic. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. So thank you for joining us again. Thank you for bringing your book, all the fire that you have with you today to share with our audience. I honor. And you're encouraging me here, sitting here. I'm so encouraged. <laughs> thank you so much. So let's well, I am too. Deeper. Brother Dallas, you are blowing my mind. I I mean, I know this, this call is, you were so gracious to invite me to be here with you. And this is, this is great. I feel excited, but this is a kingdom moment that's bigger than a book. It is the partnership of faith. And yeah. while I'm thankful for the opportunity to promote our book, I am so humbled by this, this growing partnership in God's kingdom that is going to be a part of one of the greatest revivals ever seen before the coming of the Lord. So thank you, Brother Dallas, for your vision, for your passion for the kingdom, and for opening this door for this partnership My of pleasure. faith. My pleasure. So let's hear a little bit more about your faith journey, Charles. How did you meet the Lord? Yes, How did you become a Christian in the first place? Yes, sir. Well, you know, my parents um, uh, got the Holy Ghost at a young age, okay? They they attended an, an apostolic church in Ypsilanti, Michigan. Um, I guess it would have been before I was born. They got the Holy Ghost. They, they got baptized in Jesus' name, got this experience. And like you said, Brother Dallas, you know, sometimes life just uh, throws you some things and you, you, they pivoted away from the kingdom. They moved to Chicago, Illinois. My dad owned a bar on the South side and I wasn't raised in the church, but I will tell you this. When my parents' life started falling apart and drugs and alcohol and, and the, just the things of this life started messing them up. They remembered, they remembered where they had that experience with God that was greater than anything this world could ever offer. And I remember on a Sunday morning at 14 years old, never being raised in this faith, but, but my parents taking us back to Michigan to attend the same church where they got the Holy Ghost. And I'm sitting on the second row of this apostolic church. And let's be honest. I mean, apostolic preachers can sometimes be pretty intense. And then this apostolic preacher who was preaching that day was like walking on the pews in front of the second row. And he was screaming and hollering and spitting and yelling. And I was terrified just like everybody is. And I remember, um, you know, in the midst of his preaching, he just pointed his finger down at me and he said, he said, son, God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost and he's going to do it right now. And the guy started counting. And 10 seconds later, I'm standing in an altar that I didn't even know 
what was going on. But like these college students at Asbury campus, uh, I'm feeling something I never felt before. I'm feeling a drawing I couldn't explain. And I walk to an apostolic altar. I throw my hands in the air. I repent of my sins. And in this moment of, of just unprecedented kingdom exposure, God fills me with the spirit and I start speaking with other tongues. And that same day I'm baptized in Jesus name and I come out of the water again, speaking in other tongues again. And it just changed my life forever. And from that moment forward, there was this, this growing like these students on Asbury University campus, this growing desire in me to do more in the kingdom, be more in the kingdom, to, to not just be settled for for this traditional experience, but I wanted something radical. I wanted something that that was genuine and powerful, that was alive, that people could discern was real. And and that journey just took me from from being filled with the Holy Ghost at 14 in an apostolic altar to being baptized in Jesus' name to Bible college at 17 years old. And wow. to be very transparent and honest with you, I I I backslid in Bible school and joined the U.S. military. And I go into the military. Now I'm drinking. Now I'm sideways again. And I'm, I've lost my, my passion, my desire. I'm not the man that God wants me to be. But how amazing, Brother Dallas, that in my fallen state, God never stopped chasing me. I remember when I was getting deployed in the U.S. military and in the midst of that deploying state, my mom calls a prayer meeting in Michigan, and all these ladies gather around this map, begin to lay their hands on it, begin to pray prophetically, and they they start praying and saying, God, divert our, you know, Charles' orders. Don't send them to the Middle East, but send them to the field of his calling. And in that same moment while my mom was praying, in that same moment, while I'm sitting with my unit, getting ready to deploy, all of a sudden, this captain comes running down the hallway and said, Charles, you're not going with the unit. Go across the hallway. You're flying to Germany. I get across the hallway. Nobody knows I'm coming. I don't call anybody. I don't have time to prepare. I get on an airplane, fly to Germany. I land in Germany. And little do I know, God had woken up a missionary in Germany and gave him a word and said, you go to the airport in Frankfurt and wait on a U.S. soldier. He's running from me and you got to slow him down. And this guy comes to an airport, Brother Dallas. I grab my duffel bag off of the, the conveyor belt. I'm heading to Ramstein Air Base to get checked in. And a missionary taps me on the shoulder and said, are you Charles Robinette? I said, I am. He said, I heard you're running from God and I'm here to slow you down. He said, get in my car. I'm going to drive you to Landstuhl, Germany, and I'm going to pray you back through the Holy Ghost. I don't know this man, never met this man, but I discerned God sent that man. And and here I am, the lost sheep. Here I am, this, this one that left the 99. And here I am, I am in the middle of nowhere in Frankfurt, Germany, but God was still chasing me down and sends a preacher. And I get in the car with this dude. I drive to Lundstuhl, Germany. He takes me to an apostolic altar where I repent of my sins again. I'm weeping and God prays me back through to his spirit. And from that moment forward, I went from 
a backslidden soldier to the youth pastor of a of a military church to the assistant pastor of a military church to the pastor of a military church all while i'm serving in the u.s military and then after that i went straight into missions work globally but but god has just navigated god wouldn't quit on me even when i quit on him and how amazing god is that he loves us so much that even when we're ignorant he just bypasses our ignorance and keeps on chasing and so god found me god god anointed my my family my wife and i my daughters and has allowed us to to serve him globally and i'm so humbled by that opportunity man praise god praise god i love the way you share your testimony because you share from a, a place of like from a pulpit place, a pulpit standard, you know, it's like yes, sir. the way you share it, it's for someone to receive, right? It's not just to yes, tell sir. a story. It's a way yes, for someone sir. to receive. And I think that is yes, so sir. amazing. It's so yes, incredible. Sir. I have so many questions well, from your Brother testimony. Dallas, I want people to have what I have. And that's the yeah. reality. And I want them to know that God won't quit on them. God wow. is not quitting on you. Whoever's listening today, whoever's watching today, you you may feel afar off, but he's got his eyes on you. He's watching you. He's got a plan for you. And he's already navigating somebody to come across your path. And maybe that somebody is me and Brother Dallas today. Maybe that's the somebody you, you've been thinking you're forgotten. You've been thinking that your failure is too big for God to ever call you again. And the reality is the calling the giftings of God are without repentance. God has called you. He's, he's anointed you. And he is already devising a plan. That plan's called Brother Dallas and Brother Charles. That's the plan today. God's sending two of his warriors to, to seed your spirit with his promise. He's not given up on you. Don't give up on him. God does save you in your faraway state and bring you into discipleship so that you can be a part of this great end time harvest. Amen. And don't wait. Don't wait uh, for Sunday. Don't wait for your, the pastor to come and pray for you. Don't now. wait. Jesus is the one who cleans you. He's responsible for it. So now. many times we think, I got to clean myself and then go to church Sunday. No. Yes. He cleans you up. Go to now. He saved me in the middle of my addiction to drugs. Yes. I was high when I called yes. on Jesus. I said, save me from this life and oh, I will serve you. God. And he did. He picked me praise up. Praise God. He picked me up. And that's what he does. Praise he cleans God. the dirty cup. He does. Yeah. But Charles, praise God. I'm sure that you have to continually clean your cup every single day. Oh. All right. Every day. And if you don't, what a, you, you know, what's here's the amazing thing to me about, you know, repentance. Repentance to me is such a gift of God. And, and what a, what a spirit of deception. If the enemy has made you think that it's a one time occurrence and, and you repented, you know, 20 years ago, but you've fallen away and there's nothing you can do about it. That's not how, how repentance works. You literally can go to the throne of grace every single day and come boldly before him as a son, as a daughter. And you can say, hey, hey, dad, here I am. I made a mistake. I failed again. I stumbled. I said something I shouldn't have said. I did something I shouldn't have done. I went somewhere I shouldn't have gone. I, I, I drank something I shouldn't have drank. I smoked something I should have smoked. Whatever. You can go to the Father and you can say, hey, Lord, I need you. Jesus, I need you. Forgive me. Wash me. Cleanse me. And, and it is that simple. The enemy wants you to believe it's not that simple, that it can't happen that easy. But the Bible said, if we confess our sins, God is what? 
faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So as a son, as a daughter of the king, even in your fallen state, you are still a son. You are still a daughter. When your own children make mistakes, you don't sell them on eBay. I mean, you might think about it occasionally, but you, you don't do that. When, they're, when they make mistakes and they do something they shouldn't do and they disappoint you, what do you do? You correct them, but in correcting them, you put your arms around them and you say, hey, I know you made a mistake, but I love you. You're still my son and I'm, I'm going to help you. You're going to be great you're going to do better you're going to you're going to be what you're called to be god does the same thing you can go to him every day and say father jesus i'm sorry forgive me i really made a mistake but i love you and i don't want to miss my kingdom opportunity to walk with you and to be more like you and help me to be more like you. And in that repentance, God makes you new again. It's the restoration of that new birth. Repentance allows the restoration of the new birth. In that new birth, when you are born again of the water and of the spirit, when you are baptized in Jesus' name, what does Romans tell us? In Romans chapter six, we become new creatures in Christ Jesus. We come out of the water. We're not the same. We're not that old man of sin. That old man has passed away. Behold, old, all things have become new, right? Well, when, when that happens, we are still living in this world. We still go through junk. We still get angry. You might still have a little bit of road rage. You might still get mad when somebody cuts you off. And you know what? Here's the greatness of that, that new birth experience. When you are born again of the water and of the spirit, when you've been filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name, and that next morning comes when you wake up and all of a sudden that flesh is still there, Brother Dallas, and you get angry and you say something you shouldn't say, you literally can go on your knees immediately and say, Jesus, forgive me. I'm sorry. And that whole new birth, the transformation starts over and you become new once more. That's the beautiful gift of repentance, that restoration of the kingdom every day in your life. So don't believe the lie of the enemy. Repent right now. Be restored right now. Let that kingdom sonship and that king, kingdom daughtership, let that come upon you and walk in the fullness of your power and the fullness of the kingdom relationship. Yeah, come on. Charles, I want to go a little bit different direction with our conversation yeah. now. So you are uh, your apostolic Christian lover of truth, yes. husband, father, missionary, international yes. evangelist. I want to focus on you being a father, being yes. a father. Tell me a little bit more about how being a Christian and being a father and being a son of God all kind of go together. Yeah. Well, you know, let me just tell you, I have two beautiful daughters. I have a 17-year-old daughter whose name is Aaliyah and a 14-year-old daughter whose name is Bree. And these girls love God with all of their heart. And uh, one of them is incredibly musically gifted. Um, as a matter of fact, my 14-year-old just came to my wife and I last night. And she wrote two amazing songs that... Um, you know, uh, she's trying to figure out what to do with right now, but they are such anointed songs and blessed songs. And then my 17-year-old daughter is a gifted writer that's getting ready to publish her first book this year. And wow. um, yeah, but these girls are such good girls. And I'm going to tell you, uh, they love the kingdom. Uh, they they love the word of God. They love serving the Lord. They love God's global um, revival that he is, is, is generating and facilitating right now. And somebody told me years ago, Brother Dallas, they said, if you reach the whole world, 
but you lose your family. You've gained nothing, nothing. And I think that's also a part of the spirit of deception, Brother Dallas, where the enemy sees our desire and our passion, and he almost stokes those fires to the intent of neglecting our wife or neglecting our family, neglecting our children. But but we did all of this work for him, and we did all of these things all over the world, but but our children feel resentment and they, they've been neglected because we have done everything but save our family. So I think as a father and as a man of God, as a servant of the king, you've got to remember that the first responsibility you have in the kingdom is your own house. If you don't save your family and, and what, you know, my mentor, Brother Billy Cole, um, who saw, I mean, at least a million people received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Great man of God, a hero of the faith, um, a tremendous man. He's passed on, gone on to be with the Lord. But when he was passing away on his deathbed, um, he called me and he said something to me. He said, he said, Charles, he said, I have seen over a million people get the Holy Ghost. I have I have reached the world. I have preached in all of these nations. I've carried the gospel to so many of nations around the world. And he said, but here I am laying on my deathbed. And the only people standing by my side is my wife and my daughter. He said, where are the millions? Where are the masses? He said, where's the people that I impacted over all of these years that I sacrificed my family for? Where are the people that... And he said, Charles, don't make the mistake that I made. He said, make your family the most important thing. Do ministry with your family together. And you know, when my wife and I, mm. um, we've spent almost the last 30 years overseas serving the Lord and our daughters, the, you know, when we were in Berlin over the last two years, serving God in the nation of Germany, but in the city of Berlin during all of COVID, my daughters, you know, were the musicians of the church because nobody could come to church. We had to do online services. So my my youngest daughter was the piano player. My oldest daughter was the guitar player. My wife led the service. I preached the messages come and on. we spread the gospel together as a family. And, you know, I just spent a month, a month overseas and I didn't go alone, but my 17 year old daughter traveled with me and she went with me to Samoa where in a park in Samoa, my, my 17 year old daughter was a part of seeing 266 people be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost in a park in Samoa where they, they blew up, uh, swimming pools and filled them with water and were baptizing people in Jesus name in the park and brother Dallas the prime minister of the nation of Samoa and her entire security detail came to that meeting. And I will never forget that prime minister, the leader, the political leader of that nation of Samoa, taking me by the hands and gripping my hands fiercely and saying, I've never felt anything like this in all of my life. I will never forget the look upon those secret service agents' faces as they, they, with tears in their eyes, came to me and said, whatever you have, we need you to give it to us. Pray for us right now. My mm -hmm. daughter was there to be a part of an outpouring in the nation of Samoa. And she, she was so excited to be there, to be a part of the kingdom. And that's what I would say to people that are serving God, that are watching your podcast and listening to your podcast right now. 
I would say your kids, you don't, don't have a ministry. Your family has a ministry. You are not just called to preach. Your family's called to preach. You have got to find a way to engage your children, your family in the call of God. If it's just yours, your family will resent it. But if it becomes theirs, mm -hmm. your family will love it. They will own it. It will be a, something that their hearts will beat for the kingdom just like yours does. You are not just the, the man of God. You are not just the woman of God. Your family is called of God together. Don't make the mistake of doing ministry alone. It will breed resentment in your family. Do ministry together. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, it is the spirit of deception that makes you believe you were called of God by yourself and your family's baggage. That's not how it is. When you were called of God, they were called of God. Your calling is their calling. And if you don't realize that, you are selfish. If you don't realize that, you're arrogant. You are an arrogant person if you don't realize that your ministry is their ministry and their ministry is your ministry. And I'll even take it a step further, Brother Dallas. As a man of God and as a woman of God, yeah. it is your responsibility to facilitate the ministries in your sons and daughters. If you go on and excel in the kingdom, but they never do because they're just baggage, you failed miserably. Whatever you did for the kingdom, God, God is not going to honor what you're doing in the kingdom while you use your children as a stepping stone. Man, so I didn't. Our audience are going to think I knew the answer to this question. That's why I set you up for it. But I had no idea what you were going to say. But I, I, I had to ask because you are internationally. You're going overseas. You're doing ministry, and so I had to ask you what your experience is with, with your family. If your if your family's able to yeah. go with you, if they're not, yes, sir. I was hoping so. Yes, sir. Because man, what? Yeah. You, you know, so I made perfect. a decision so when we left the German-speaking nations, Brother Dallas, after 28 years of serving God in the German-speaking nations, I served as the general superintendent of Germany, Austria, Liechtenstein, and Switzerland for 12 years. I started the, the Bible school in the German-speaking nations um, and many Bible schools in Belgium, Switzerland, um, and then extensions of AMTC around the world. But the reality is, Everything that we have done in the kingdom has been done as a family. My wife was the ladies ministry director for the German speaking nations. My wife taught in the Bible school. My wife, um, I mean, listen, Brother Dallas, I traveled a lot. I've traveled a lot. And my wife always told me, and it's kind of funny, she would, she would, when I would come home to Vienna, Austria, where I pastored for 12 years, um, when I would come home, she would say, hey, listen, buddy, the church is doing great. I've, I've been doing wonderful. Don't come in here for your weekend and mess things up. You know, yeah, that's awesome. I've, I've got the church thriving. And, and so, yeah, um, so you know, my wife did such a great job as a minister, as a preacher, as a teacher. My daughter, my 17-year-old daughter, had such a passion for the generation before the youth group. It was called Warriors. She had this, her and, and my, my wife did this warriors ministry together because they loved that generation and they, they taught in that generation. And my daughters were Bible quizzers. Matter of fact, my daughters won the Bible quizzing championship for the German speaking nations and Belarus. The German speaking nations did an annual Bible quizzing tournament. And right before we left in 21, both of my daughters won the championship of the Bible quizzing tournament. But you know what? To me, 
It's, it's about facilitating their futures, facilitating mm-hmm. the kingdom of God in them. It's about doing ministry as a family together so that they don't resent the kingdom, but they love the kingdom. And when I've gone on to be with, be, be with the Lord, if the Lord should tarry and I go on to be with the Lord, I don't want there to be a generation coming behind me that resented the kingdom. I want them to love the kingdom. I want them to have found their place in the kingdom, not, not me holding them back because it's my moment in the spotlight, but bringing them forward so that they can shine and be everything God wants them to be so that they can stand on my shoulders while I still have breath in my lungs and they can see more and do more and be more. Mm. I want to share a little testimony with that, Charles, that I have not experienced the family part very much yet because my wife, my my son is only 10 months old. We've been able to take him to our, oh, our evangelism. Congratulations. Stuff, right? Thank you. But my wife and I, Whenever I was, let me go back a couple of years, someone was praying for me about a wife, right? Someone was, was praying yes, for me, prophesying. And someone gave a word that said, your future wife will be the backbone of your ministry. And I was oh, like, amazing. That's awesome. I really like that. Let's find her. You know? <laughs> and I waited patiently. I waited patiently. She is a Brazilian, praise God. And so nice, when I came to Brazil to ministry, she is the backbone of the ministry. Amazing. I don't speak Portuguese. So she is literally the translation. She's the mouthpiece Beautiful. that we go and preach. And so I'm so beautiful. She is literally the backbone of the ministry. Yeah. Without her, yes. I had other translators, of course, but without her, it's completely different. It's I've never tasted anything yes. like preaching the gospel beside my wife. It's like nothing else. It's like nothing beautiful. Else. Beautiful. I'm so grateful. Yep. And so I'm so happy that your children got to experience this. I can't wait for oh, my yes. son and my future children to experience Oh, yes. This. Um, it's yes. so cool. It's so exciting to imagine. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It is the gift of God. Uh, mm. Family is a gift of God. They're not baggage. They are a gift of God to the kingdom yeah. work. And if we do it together, we multiply. If we do it alone, we cause resentment. I want to multiply. Mm. I want to talk a little bit more about your book itself. So when did you release this book? And just tell us a little bit more about the book itself. Yes, sir. So we released the book in uh, in December of 21, uh, which was kind of funny. Um, you know, we uh, I wrote the book, obviously, during COVID. And, um, you know, we were on lockdown in Berlin, Germany. And there was, you couldn't leave the house unless you were exercising and, and the stores were closed and the, you, you couldn't go grocery shopping unless you had a PCR test. You couldn't go to, I mean, it was just chaos in, and you know that because it was the same in Brazil. Brazil was one of the worst nations in the world for restrictions. It was terrible. Um, I know that for a fact. I know how the church suffered in Brazil. Um, but, you know, we were experiencing the same things in Berlin, Germany. And in the midst of that, the Lord spoke to me and said, you're not going to be dragging your feet in this in this season of, you know, restrictions. You're going to do something for my kingdom. And the Lord spoke to me and said, I want to speak kingdom vision through you. I want to speak kingdom principles for you, uh, through you. And I want to speak kingdom prophecy through you. And so the Lord said, I sit down and start writing. And. Brother Dallas, I'm not, I'm not this highly educated guy. I don't, 
You really, um, if it wasn't for the Lord, I couldn't have written this book. God had to help me um, because it was so beyond my abilities. And how amazing is God that he says, you know what? I'm not going to have you do something that you can do and take the credit for. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to have you do something that you're going to need every ounce of my power to accomplish so that you can give me the glory. And and I have to give God the glory. Writing this book was a miracle of God and a gift from God. And so anyhow, we started writing during COVID. And, um, and I wound up, the Lord kind of gave me direction about publishing. And I went through this, this company called Christian Faith Publishing to, to publish my book. And they, they take about, when you publish a book, it does take about a year. That's the goal. So when I submitted to the publishing company, they said, well, okay, 12 months from now, we're going to publish. Well, they were building all of these platforms and getting things ready for the release of my book, which was supposed to be in January of 22. But in December, I saw that the platforms were built and I saw that that the that it was available on Amazon, even though they had not done the big press release yet. And to be honest, Brother Dallas, I just got excited. <laughs> and, I, and I just I just posted on social media that that radically apostolic was now available. And when I did it was like wildfire. All of a sudden, you know, the book started being purchased and my publishing company called me and they're like, I don't know what's going on. Who released this prematurely? It wasn't supposed to be released yet. You know, we're two months <laughs> Who's early. Responsible? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know who did this, you know? <laughs> and so, um, but it did release, basically it released it in, in January of 22. And um, it has just been an incredible kingdom journey over the last year as god has just allowed open door after open door this cross faith platform of of open doors that god has given us with our book radically apostolic and it's a powerful book i mean it is a powerful book brother dallas yeah praise god and i i i want to have you on here for three hours right i want to talk about I you so i definitely want to get your contact and and talk with you some more yeah. because love it it's amazing it's so so good yeah what an honor to be with you i feel like this is a a kingdom relationship and i i do want to say this you know um you're a brazil guy i'm a brazil guy i've been I've been going to Brazil for a decade, at least four times a year, and being a part of training and preparing Brazil for one of the greatest revivals God's going to ever give them. You've been a part of investing in Brazil forever, uh, now with your precious wife as well. And, um, you know, in August, we are we have rented out that massive football stadium in Manaus, Brazil, for this great global harvest 48,000 people are going to gather in this stadium and we're gonna we've got a team right now of almost 300 people that are coming brother Dallas and there's thousands okay. upon thousands of churches and believers that are gathering together in this stadium um August 25th through the 28th is when we're doing this oh, and 2022 it's gonna, or 2023 or 2024 this year this, this year. year it's happening this year it, it's happening in Manaus, in Manaus, mm -hmm. in that big um, of stadium. But I'm going to be in Porto Alegre or early okay. or later this year in in okay. May. I think I'll be there, and so I'll be there for a training, a season of training, getting them ready for this harvest. But mm -hmm. I cannot wait. 
I want to meet you in person, Brother Dallas. Yeah, I want to connect with you. I want you to be connected with this harvest that's going to happen. This is your nation. This is your passion. I want you to be a part of it. I'm just the visitor. You're the boots on the ground. I want to connect you with this revival Man, and no, connect your people with it as well. So let's go. Let's connect that, Charles. We need to we need to meet in yes. person. Absolutely. Yes. I'm going to ask you one last question with our time here today. Yes. What is so you say in the subtitle of your book, the reality, the journey, and the reward yes. of the call of God. So what is our heavenly reality in 2023 mm -hmm. against the world's reality? And also what yeah. is our reward of the call of God? Those two questions I really want to focus on for the last. Yeah. So here's the great news. The devil is a liar. That's the great mm -hmm. news. Okay. So the devil has been sowing this narrative that everything is falling apart. But let me tell you something, while the world falls apart, the kingdom of God will never fall apart. So the reality of the hour is the secular institutions, the, the chaos that's going on in this world, all of the political nonsense where you don't know who to vote for, who not to vote for, who, who's telling the truth, who's not telling the truth. All of that is a massive kingdom set up to accomplish God's kingdom vision of global harvest. Everything that's, here's the reality of the hour. God's church is going to win. Here's the reality of the hour. There's going to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers that operate in the gifts of the spirit that are going to explode upon the scene in these last days. Here's the reality of the hour. The kingdom reality is Joel chapter two, that God is going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. That's the reality of the hour. God's going to give us our college campuses. He's going to give us our cities. He's going to give us our nations. He's going to give us politicians. God is going to take for himself a revival of billions of souls. And we're going to see this mass global repentance, this mass global outpouring of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues, this mass global revelation of the spirit of the living God that's going to reveal the mighty God in Christ, where people are going to get baptized in Jesus' name all over the world. This is the reality of the hour. When the trumpet sounds, the devil's not going to win. The kingdom's going to win. There's going to be billions of people that are going to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air, and it's going to be an innumerable host of believers that are going to stand before the Lord in these last days. The reality of the hour is the world's falling apart, but the kingdom of God is as strong as it's ever been. Get ready. We're going to have revival and we're going to do it together. There's not going to be divisiveness in this hour. There's not going to be isolation, people doing independent things. Everybody's going to come together in the partnership of faith, in the spirit of unity to accomplish not our vision, but the kingdom vision. And the kingdom vision is one global church accomplishing one global vision of global harvest. And friends, we're seeing it right now. Come on, let's do it. Amen. 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 Charles, thank you so much for everything that you shared today. Uh, I want to tell our audience one more time, your book is available below in the description. You guys can find that on Amazon. All of your links are also there. Your your website, your Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, everything is there for awesome. our audience to connect Thank you. With. So I really, really appreciate your time. We're going to continue our conversation offline here. But awesome. If I can have you end our time with a prayer, I would greatly appreciate it. 
Oh, yes. Hallelujah. By the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus Christ on every listener, every viewer that's that's a part of this podcast, near and far, I command the spirit of revelation, the spirit of truth to come upon them, even as they're hearing and viewing right now. Let something quicken in their hearts. Let the spirit of revelation quicken in their hearts. Let the revelation of the need for repentance, the revelation for the need for the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues, the revelation of the mighty God in Christ that draws them to being baptized in the only saving name of Jesus. Let that revelation that they are called to be more than just this, this institution mindset, but they are called to be disciples of Christ. Let it apprehend every viewer, every listener. Let there be something that burns within us, that comes alive within us right now, that causes us to say, I want to be a part of the outpouring of the Spirit in this hour, the kingdom work in this hour, not my kingdom, but thy kingdom, not will my will, but thy will, not my desires, but thy desire. Let there be something that rises up inside of us, even as this prayer is going forth, that awakens God's global church and global army and draws us out of darkness into his marvelous light. In the name of Jesus, I release the spirit of revelation. In the name of Jesus, I release the spirit of truth. In the name of Jesus, I release the Holy Ghost upon these listeners. In the name of Jesus, I release the call of God upon you. The call of God to be disciples, to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. I loose the gifts of the spirit upon every listener right now so that you can be and do the, the kingdom work that God has called you to do. In the name of Jesus, awaken mighty army in Jesus' name. So let it be. Hallelujah. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. With your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.